Hello and welcome to another episode of Football Talk Podcast. My name's Ozzy and I'm your host for today's show. So as you all know, the EFL Cup semi-final has now been concluded and Liverpool have beaten Arsenal 2-0. So that means Liverpool are off to Wembley. So as a Liverpool fan, for me, that's great news. It's been a while since we've been to Wembley. I think it's 2016 was the last time we made an appearance there. So... It's a nice little change to actually go for a domestic competition. So, yeah, really pleased with that. In regards to the game itself, uh, I have to be honest, Arsenal started really well. They were at the forefront, definitely going for it from the first minute. They were quite close to scoring with a Lacazette uh, free kick, which hit the crossbar. Uh, but in the end, Liverpool were able to open a scoreline with a great team move. A great pass by Firmino to Jota and Jota with a great finish. And then it was a second goal in the second half for me that just topped it off. Um, sublime finish by Jota, just onside as VAR had to check to see if he was able to keep his line. And yeah, fantastic finish. So for me, fully deserved win. A dominant performance. Arsenal weren't really in the game in terms of having any attacking chances. Um, we didn't have a lot of chances. It's just one of those cagey games, but I'm pleased that was better than the first leg because that was quite bad. But yes, like I said, dominant performance. So yes, very happy to um, to be heading to Wembley next month. So cup final will be taking place on February 27th. So obviously a lot of games to play until then, but something for the fans to look forward to. Um, hopefully add some silverware to our cabinet. So, yeah, good times for Liverpool and our fan base. So, on to the next part of the show. Uh, I will be doing a quick review of the Premier League. So, as there were quite a few matches that were cancelled due to COVID, uh, the match ended up being a bit longer. So, I'll just briefly talk about the big games that happened during the week. So the first one was the match between Man City and Chelsea. And the conclusion was, well, not the conclusion, the difference was a wonder strike by Kevin De Bruyne. What a fantastic goal he scored. Some may say that the goal, goalkeeper should have done a bit better, but I think it was a lovely uh, strike um, shot. So have to give it to Kevin De Bruyne there. Aston Villa against Manchester United. So... Manchester United were 2-0 up and United fans were expecting to get the get the win. But our former um, Liverpool player, Philip Coutinho, made his debut coming off the bench and pretty much stole the show. Uh, pretty much helped. I've, I think the first one was probably an assist, but I don't think it was awarded uh, to him. But definitely played a part in the first goal which allowed Jacob Ramsey to get the first goal for Villa and then Coutinho was able to get the equaliser at the end. So, fantastic um, reintroduction for Coutinho to the Premier League and a great point for Villa against United there. Liverpool had another good week as well. 3-0 against Brentford. Goal from Fabinho. Uh, Oxlade-Chamberlain scored a header, which is... Not something you see on day to day, and Taki Minamino scored uh, towards the later end of the game as well. So comfortable win for Liverpool there. 
Brighton, on the other hand, against Chelsea, that was a... I wasn't a, To be fair, it wasn't a surprise result for me. I did expect it to be a draw. But Brighton were fantastic throughout the game. Uh, Ziyech was the one who got the goal for Chelsea. Uh, wasn't really in the mood for celebrating. I think that was a little sort of indirect dig at his manager there for not playing him enough. Um, yeah, it's just the way it goes sometimes. And Morpé was the, was the one to equalise. So, yeah, fantastic uh, point there for for Brighton, I would say. Dropped points for Chelsea. Chelsea just can't seem to get a win nowadays. So, they're going through a, a, a dry spell right now. But the game yesterday definitely um, caught my attention. I think Spurs fans were over jubilant as well. So, You'd think they'd won the Champions League final the way they're celebrated. Um, they beat Leicester uh, 3-2. So Daka scored for Leicester. And then Kane was able to equalize. And he had Madison And then Bergwijn coming on as a late substitute. Scored two goals uh, during stoppage time. So in the 95th and 97th minute. So what a way to end the game with two spectacular goals. Um, a player is actually, according to rumours, available to be sold and Ajax are strongly linked with Bergwijn so Conte might be changing his mind regarding um, that move happening in this window but great win for Spurs and I guess something to cheer about for the Spurs fan there so yeah nice one to end the match week there so that's my quick one for the Premier League match week 22 so what I'll do I will present my team of the week so I will load up the graphics for you guys so you can see who i have selected in my team now before we start we have a comment here from madison smith so does lc need to look at rogers leicester see leicester see need to look at rogers Oof. possibly um because it's not the first time that leicester this is a bit different, actually. They haven't been in that sort of strong position to be challenging top four. I think the last couple of years, they were very close and they just, not probably the right term or term that Leicester fans would like to say, but they pretty much bottled it towards the end. Um, I still think Rodgers is a quality manager, so I wouldn't suggest for Leicester to look for an improvement or look for a new appointment at this stage. Um Maybe some new acquisitions would help uh, mount more of a consistent challenge within the Premier League and other competitions if they are in Europe, for example. So maybe they don't have the, uh, the strength and depth in the squad, uh, especially when they ha don't have Tillemans in the teams. Uh, you can see that they lack that sort of midfield spark as well. So he brings that creativity to that team. So... Yeah, I think they, they they signed some good players. Daka they came, they signed last year. He was a decent signing. Obviously, it's taken him time to get into scoring form. But whenever he's played, he's pretty much on the score sheet. So, positive times for uh, Leicester City. But I personally wouldn't um, part ways at this stage. Um, because if Rodgers was to leave, he would have a lot of suitors. And teams like Manchester United would probably look at Rodgers as a possible candidate as well. So... Still highly regarded, obviously not having the best of seasons, but next summer, hopefully, they're able to add more players to the team. Tillemans is set to leave as well, so they've got some rebuilding to do. 
uh, over the course of a few months. So, so yeah, not quite yet, in my opinion. Back to the the team of the week. So, I've gone for De Gea in goal. I think I was quite impressed with his performance against Brentford yesterday. Made some good saves in the second half. So that's why I've got him there. Well, to be fair, for a goalkeeper that plays for Manchester United, he shouldn't be as busy as he has been in the last couple of months. But because Manchester United haven't been defensively great, he's had to sort of earn his earn his money with producing top, top saves. So definitely deserve to be my team of the week there. My back four, you've got Aitnuri, who provided two assists. So that's why I've got him in my um, team there. Webster, for me, had a very dominant performance against Chelsea. Uh, Connor Cody was on the score sheet and another great performance from him. Uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold also with another assist uh, to his tally, uh, but was really good considering he had a poor performance against Arsenal in the first leg of the EFL Cup. So good to see him getting back to his stride there. And early on today, he was fantastic as well. So yeah, getting back to his best, which is great to see. Midfield, I've gone for Bruno Fernandes. So two goals and two assists. Obviously, Manchester United played twice during this particular match week. Um, but he's slowly back, getting back to form. Um, he's been pretty much MIA all season. So probably the right time for him to be back in action and be in the end of assist and goals as well. So positive for Manchester United there. Gallagher scored a fantastic goal for me against Brighton, I believe it was, on the Friday a lovely finish, and that's why I've got him in the team. De Bruyne, fantastic winner against Chelsea, so had to add him there. And then my front three, I've gone for Harrison, scored a hat-trick for Leeds, so couldn't leave him out of the team there. Adam Ida, uh, great performance from him on the score sheet as well. Helped Norwich get their second win of the season. I believe the last win was in November, so yeah, obviously in terms of relegation, very difficult for them to survive, but he's still working hard for his team. Young striker, doing really well, so always good to see. And finally, Bergwijn, who is my player of the week, um, even though he didn't start the game, made a great impact and got the two goals to clinch the winner for Spurs. So, yeah, definitely deserves to be in my team of the week there. So, what we'll do next, which I haven't done for a while due to the way the fixture pilot has been going on is the FPL. So in terms of my own performance, uh, I've been pretty poor. I, I've got 49 points this week. But someone in our league pretty much hit double figures, triple, uh, three figures, I mean, double my score, is Vijay Kumar. So he got 107 points during this match week. So well done to Vijay. Very, very good tally there considering matches were cancelled and all that sort of stuff so yeah well done to you now as you know whenever i do episodes in, in january i have to do a transfer talk segment so some new stories that have sort of caught my attention today we'll start off with dembele who's been told that he's free to leave barcelona so my views on that is not a surprise I've, they've been trying to negotiate a contract extension with him for quite a while since last summer, I believe. So I don't know the ins and outs in terms of why it hasn't happened. Uh, I, the assumption would be that they asked him to take a pay cut and he probably refused to do it. And then fair play to him, that's how he feels. That's how he feels. Um, 
But the issue with Dembele is not his talent. Unfortunately, his injury record, he's been plagued with injuries for a long time. Um, and I think his wages will be a stumbling block for a lot of teams. So he's been linked to Liverpool, Chelsea, Newcastle as well. At this stage, it's quite difficult to predict in terms of which club would suit him. I would love to see him at Liverpool, but I don't think we would go for a player on such a high salary and he wouldn't really be a starter for the team. And his injury records is, isn't the best. So, yeah, interesting. For Newcastle, it would be an interesting one. It would be that marquee signing that I think they're after. But if he wasn't fit, then it's a bit of a pointless move. So, who knows? We'll see what the future holds for Ousmane Dembele there. And next one is Arsenal in talks to sign Arthur Miller. So, former Barcelona player who moved to Juventus, hasn't quite worked out for him. For me personally, I, hadn't, I didn't rate him that highly when he was at Barcelona. So, obviously for Arsenal, they probably need more bodies or decent midfielders in their squad. So, I believe it's a lone move as well. So, no harm in getting another player in the, in the team. But, me personally, I've not seen enough of him to say that he's a top, top player. Whenever I've seen him, I haven't been hugely impressed. So, will he be a good signing? Who knows uh, in terms of this move happening. Might not even happen. It's just rumours at this stage. Um, so, we'll see how that, this one pans out. One story that sort of caught my eye today was Fabio Carvalho linked to a move to Liverpool. So, if you're not familiar with the player, uh, he plays for Fulham. Uh, he's been tearing it up in the Championship. Uh, if you haven't seen him in action, probably go into YouTube and see how he how he plays. Um, I've seen him a couple of times uh, for Fulham. I think even when they were in the Premier League, he made one or two appearances in the latter stages of the season. So, very talented player. Reminds me of Coutinho when we first signed him from Inter Milan. So, that Inter Milan Coutinho. Uh, young, very raw, very skillful. Uh, has a great uh, burst of speed, especially in the first five yards when he gets the ball. And can play as a number 10, can even lead the line if required, and can play on both wings. Uh, so he's got six months remaining in his contract. And I believe at the minute uh, Liverpool are in talks or maybe having some discussions in the back. In the back. But I know there was a, uh, I read earlier today that he's been heavily scouted this season. And if we were to sign him this month, it would be for £5 million. I don't think we'll sign him this month if there is any sort of truth to this rumour. I hope there is, um, and I do like the look of him. Uh, but I think if there is anything that's going to happen with this player, uh, he would probably be signed on a pre-contract and then join in the summer. Uh, so obviously we'd get him on a free, and then Fulham will be able to have him for the remaining of the season, and hopefully, well, they're doing good right now in the Championship, so they'll be able to end the season with Cavalio there and get promoted to the Premier League ne for next season. So, will this happen? I'm hopeful. Um, but with Liverpool, you never know. <laughs> so, that's all I can say regarding that story there. And then another one is Barcelona and Bayern Munich targeting Chelsea's Christensen. So, Christensen is another player that is um, on the verge of leaving Chelsea. He's got six months remaining uh, in his contract. Uh, they haven't agreed terms, so it's very likely that he will be leaving. 
Uh, I believe he's had a few offers from the Premier League, but out of respect uh, for Chelsea, he refuses to join another Premier League. So a move to two giants there in Europe would be ideal. I can see him joining Bayern Munich. Uh, Bayern Munich need a centre-back, as I believe Nicolas Sule will be leaving this season as well. So I think he'll be a like-for-like replacement. And to fair, Christensen, whenever I've seen him play, he's been top quality and very consistent whenever called upon. So a huge loss for Chelsea, in my opinion, but it will be someone's gain uh, later on in the summer. So, so yeah, it remains to be seen which club he joins. And finally, Newcastle placed a second bid for Jesse Lingard. So I did a preview episode yesterday where I mentioned that a loan bid was rejected. So today they've placed a second bid. Uh, not quite sure in terms of if it's a loan or permanent, but from what I've heard, it seems to be a permanent um, bid to get the player signed right now on a long-term contract. So for me, it would be great for Newcastle to get a player like Lingard. would definitely help in terms of their style of play. It would definitely provide goals and assists, especially playing on the counter-attack. That's the sort of style of play that suits his ability. So, so yeah, I can definitely see this one happening. Okay, so that's the end of Transfer Talk. Um, what I'll do before I wrap up the show is preview uh, the upcoming games. So we've got games starting from tomorrow. So what do I share a graphic with you guys? And I'll give you my thoughts and prediction of each fixture. So give me a second. Here we go. So, yes. So, let's start with the first fixture. So, the first one is Watford versus Norwich City. So, an important fixture for both teams in terms of their uh, relegation survival in the Premier League. Uh, I'm going for a Watford win, I think. Home advantage will definitely play a part. Uh, even though Norwich just came off a win, I think Watford might have the edge. So I think that would be a 2-1 for Watford. Everton versus Villa. So Everton recently sacked Rafa Benitez. Haven't appointed a new manager. As of yet. I believe Duncan Ferguson will be taking over uh, until further notice. So, yeah. And Steven Gerrard returning to Goodison Park as well as an opposition, opposition manager. So I'm going for a Villa win here. I think it'll be 2-0 to Villa. And then the next fixture, you've got Brentford versus Wolves. So Wolves won last week against Southampton. Brentford coming off two defeats against Liverpool and Manchester United. Uh, I would say this will be a draw. So I'm going to give it a 1-1 uh, prediction. And then you've got Leeds United versus Newcastle. Uh, Leeds United not able to keep many clean sheets, especially in recent weeks. Uh, Newcastle need the points. This one will be a trick one. I think it will be a draw. I'm going to give this one a 1-1 as well. And then the other fixture, Manchester United versus West Ham. So, yeah, this game has a bit of weight in terms of top four aspirations for both teams. It's a tricky one. I can see West Ham nicking it. 
So I'm going for a 2 1 win for West Ham. And then the other fixture, Southampton versus Man City. Yeah, Man City will win this one. Uh, I think this would be a 3 1 victory to Man City. And then you've got Crystal Palace versus Liverpool uh, this Sunday. Liverpool, obviously, in high spirits right now um, after qualifying for the EFL slash Carabao Cup final. Um, so I will give this a prediction of 2 0 to Liverpool. And the next fixture, Arsenal versus Burnley. Um, this is a tricky one because I believe Partey's red card would make him suspended for this game. I'm not entirely sure. But regardless, they don't have a lot of midfielders at this stage. Um, but they've got Smith Rowe and Saka back in the team. So you never know. I think this would be a 1 0 to Arsenal. I think they'll just about get the win there. And then you've got Leicester City versus Brighton. Um, I'm going to give this to Brighton. I think Brighton might nick it. So I'll give it a 1 0 to Brighton. And then the final fixture. And probably the biggest fixture of this match week is Chelsea versus Tottenham. Ooh, I think this one's going to have goals. I'm going to predict a 2-2 draw. Chelsea, I just don't feel like they've got the edge in terms of winning games right now. So, unfortunately, it's a draw for this one as well. So, that wraps us up for today. So, thank you very much for tuning in. Um, if you haven't already or if you're new to the channel, please don't forget to like and subscribe. We appreciate the support that you have shown. Um, if you're on Instagram, please make sure to follow me uh, at aussie.ftp where I host a weekly show on Monday nights at 10 p.m. UK time um, called Talk That Talk. So it's a platform for you guys to come on, express your views or send me questions via DM or in the live chat during the show and can spark a debate, have some discussions. Uh, always nice to interact with my followers and fans of the show, so that'll be nice. But the next scheduled show will be uh, next Tuesday, 25th of January at 10.30 p.m. So I will cover Match Week 23 um, with all the games coming up this weekend and probably some more transfer news as well. So looking forward to that one. So, yes, thank you again and stay safe, take care of yourselves and I hope to see you all very soon. Good night.